In today's episode, we are joined by TikTok trainer Penny Walker to talk all things TikTok. So stay tuned to hear the mistakes you might be making on TikTok and how to avoid them. You're listening to JFDI with the two Lauras. If you're new here, this is the podcast where we give you tips and advice on marketing and working as a freelance social media manager. And we share interesting conversations with other great marketing professionals. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Agora Pulse. We are the hosts of the Inner Hub membership, where we hang out every day with around 500 freelance social media managers. And today we are joined by one of our lovely members, Penny Walker. Penny is the founder of Barbarossa Social, and she teaches lifestyle brands to create great content on TikTok. She focuses on creating effective short form video really fast without it eating into your business day. Well, hello, Penny. Welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you here. Uh, Before we dive into talking all things TikTok, do you want to just let our listeners know a little bit about you? Where are you from? What do you do? Where can they find you on social? All those things. Just introduce yourself. Thank you so much for inviting me. So pleased to be here. So yeah, I'm Penny Walker. My business is Barbarusa underscore social, which is a rubbish name, but we're going with it. It's based on my Italian surname. I lived in Milan for 23 years, moved back to England about eight years ago and embarked on the social media business. I couldn't do that in Italy. You can't have a part-time job. So I loved it when I moved here that I could start learning how to have a smaller business with kids. Um, So I teach TikTok to um, Instagram savvy business owners or business owners who are already established on other platforms or have podcasts, already have content, already have a plan. Um, And I do that via three week courses, an accelerator program and by doing lots of really ridiculous videos that I should be ashamed of. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I love your videos content. that, you, that your, your kids are like mom what are you doing those kind of videos no, so my, my kids have to like all my videos in order to eat in the evening that's the rule <laughs> so that's the secret that's the secret to success <laughs> oh that's where we're going wrong I need to get all my kids on TikTok <laughs> okay love so it. what I'm always interested to know is obviously we know now that that's what you do you're you're a TikTok queen was that your intention when you started your business? Did you think I am going to set up a business and I'm going to teach people how to use, I don't even know, well, TikTok TikTok probably wasn't even around then, but what was your vision for your business and how different is that to now? Like, talk us through that. Yeah. So initially I was looking for something I could do to, um, work alongside my kids. So I I knew that I wanted to start from far away. I've got three kids and I could start each year having a bit more time to put into the business. So I started off learning and then I took on a um, charity job for a local charity where I ran their Instagram and I could just literally experiment with all the things. I didn't really know what I was doing, which gave me the confidence to take on clients. And I started doing social media management. But what I really loved about it was the old IGTV. Do you remember that? Which was a really weird, it was never really loved. I think it was Instagram trying to be YouTube. But 
but I ended up doing a lot of courses on it or teaching people IGTV because I loved the video. I was like, come on, I need a bit more from this. So when Reels came around, I'm like, this is it. This is everything. You know, I loved the way that you could learn from videos. I loved the fun. I loved the transitions, all the silliness. And also that corresponded to lockdown. So a lot of people have been very creative with their videos. And I just thought, why do anything else? Like, this is good. So I then started teaching Reels. I looked around and I was like, but on TikTok, all they do is videos. That's so easy. So then I started learning about TikTok and just started um, talking about it a little bit. But I saw that I think I had about 20 to 40 followers. And just because I knew that tiny bit about TikTok, I started getting booked. So that's where it started. So like, obviously, from where I'm sat, you know, I've seen you on TikTok now for a a few well, probably a few years couple of years yeah yeah and I have always admired your absolute consistency from an outside perspective you've gone all in on TikTok and obviously I see you on other platforms as well I actually see you everywhere I seem to everywhere I seem to go you're there which is which is a good thing but I can always go on TikTok and I'm like oh, she's there again oh this is good and it's your content's all you can just You've really established yourself, I think, really well on TikTok. And was that your intention? Obviously, you know, yes, we hear that, you know, you've, you have you, you started off on Reels and you realise how transferable that was to TikTok and you could kind of just totally absorb yourself in all things video on TikTok. But was it a case of, oh, I'm just going to go on there and see, see how it how it ha- what happens kind of be a, a little bit kind of go with the flow with it or did you actually go in going you know what there's an opportunity here I, my intention is to go all in and become this tiktok extraordinaire <laughs> okay thank you for the extraordinaire <laughs> bit. I don't know about that but anyway no I so I just started messing around and trying a few things out and then I thought actually if I want to do this, pro- there are a lot of really excellent reels coaches and Instagram trainers, but I've seen there aren't, there weren't really any for TikTok, um, or certainly not to this demographic or female, um, a few in the States, but not in the UK. So I actually paid someone to teach me everything they knew about it, who was a TikTok coach at the time, a British guy, you don't see around much anymore, but um I just literally did a month accelerator where we did loads and I just asked every single question, tried everything and learned from him because I thought this is a great opportunity to take this on. And and the reality is I loved it. I thought it's just video. I don't have to do carousels. I don't have to do a million other things. I just have to make videos. And that's what I love doing. You've said that a couple of times now, and I just want to pull that up because I think so many people get put off of TikTok because it is video, but just that flip that it's only video and there's nothing else, that is a massive mindset switch for some people because there's they only need to learn video. They don't need to worry about the text posts and the stories and the carousels and the reels and all of that stuff. It's just that one thing on TikTok. And I've never heard anyone say it like that before. <laughs> and I just think that's so interesting. That's definitely something that there's content around. It's like back in the day with Instagram, isn't it? Back when I started on Instagram, it was just a post. You, yeah. you just had one thing to be able to do really, really well. Whereas now Instagram oh, can be... That. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. And it can be totally overwhelming place now because of all the functionality. So I can totally see yeah. how that more simplicity of... And I'm not saying TikTok is simple because for many people it isn't. But like you say, that just one thing to focus on and become really good at is quite appealing 
Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to circle back to something you said before, because I do, I am, I absolutely love Instagram, but this is easier for me. I, it's the biz, it's the video, so I might as well be doing it there because it's fun. But when you say you see me a lot on TikTok, there's a difference with the algorithm on TikTok compared to Instagram. So if you follow someone today on Instagram, you'll probably only see a couple of their most recent posts. If you follow me today on TikTok, you're going to see every good post that I've ever done. Which means when you go into TikTok, you're like, she's posting all the time. It looks like I am, but I may not be because the algorithm works really hard for you and keeps delivering the content. So some of my videos are getting the most views at the moment. I might have posted a year ago. They're still going. So that content works really, really hard for you. That is interesting, isn't it? Because I've kind of noticed that, but hadn't really acknowledged it in, in that when I'm on TikTok on my personal account, like occasionally some of our TikToks come up and I'm like, oh my God, like I don't want to be seeing that. Who's seeing that? And you forget that lifetime of a piece of content on TikTok is is actually a lot longer than I think people think. It's um, huge. Yeah. Do we know any stats on that? Like, do we know how long pieces of content live well, I, I, when I look in my analytics, I've got things that are still trending. By trending, I mean they might be picking up like 2,000 views a week that I've posted over a year ago. Wow. Um, wow. And so you, I think people can feel quite sort of like, oh, they've only got 200 views, things aren't doing well. But actually, it picks up so slowly over time. And if you've got your SEO right, and um, those people might hunt for that kind of information, your video from six months ago can start accelerating massively. And that really happens. So with that in mind and like the longevity of content on TikTok and the fact that it's only that one piece of content that we need to create, it's just a video, we don't have to worry about everything else. Why do you think people are so hesitant to use TikTok for their business? Well, I think that there's in my demographic, so Gen, Gen X, I'd say that people are afraid of their kids. They're afraid of their kids seeing it. They're afraid of that. They're afraid of... It's you really need to humanize your brand on TikTok. So you do need to show up, but there's ways of that not being too scary. And I think people find that hard. And also it feels like just another platform to manage. So it can feel like too much, but actually what I teach is with a plan, you need a sort of a broad plan for all of your platforms because the content is the same. Your content pillars are the same. You're just perhaps creating it a bit differently. And then some things do work on other platforms that also work on TikTok. So another thing that I find with my um, clients and students is that actually it's very difficult to be yourself. Everyone says, be authentic, you know, humanize your brand. It's not that easy, actually. It's hard to be yourself on camera. So it, it's once you overcome that with a few processes, it's so liberating because you're starting on a platform where nobody knows you, which means you can experiment with so many new things that you don't feel perhaps judged or beholden to your existing audience. So um, there's also a great sense of freedom and fun that comes with it. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast from um, Dan and Lloyd Knowlton, yeah. their business anchors podcast the other week, and it was talking about TikTok. And I can't remember the context of it now, but it, they made a really good point that we all need to remember in that everything is like all social media platforms. We should be constantly testing, constantly trying new things. Yeah. But in particular on TikTok, I think people worry about that views metric. It's like the vanity metric and that we become obsessed by. And he said he can have a, 
a TikTok that gets 1 million views and the next day it gets stuck at 300. (laughs) But that's because they're just testing and just sometimes things work and sometimes things don't. So I do think we have to remember that even people with the biggest accounts, they're not consistently getting millions and millions of views on every single TikTok. It, you know, it doesn't seem to matter how good you are. Just some TikToks will work and some won't. And I think people just need to be at peace with that, don't they? And just accept that you can put out a load of content and some of it will work and some of it will won't. And that's the same for absolutely everybody. It's not because you're rubbish. We are all in it together and we're all experiencing the same fluctuations in numbers. Would you agree with that? But on that note, though, Laura, you could have a million views and it means nothing to your business. You could have 300 views and one person makes a a purchase from you. So I think people need to remember that it's not necessarily like aiming for those massive views, is it? It's trying to get the right people to see your content on any platform. And 300 people in a room is a lot of people. Yeah, no, I'm not by any stretch saying that that is a metric. And and that's my point, that people are obsessed by this views metric and I've heard people say before oh I want to make sure my TikToks get to 500 views or or whatever it is and it's like well why like and so I totally like that that's kind of not my point my point being is that people need to go into it knowing that some things may work some things may not and it doesn't discriminate it's that that TikTok kind of algorithm of how it works is the same for everybody in that sometimes it you know shit sticks sometimes it doesn't yeah. So, I mean, I'd say the metrics that I'm looking at aren't the views because I think views are misleading. Obviously, you know, you can go viral and is it going to bring me, you know, a hundred thousand Gen X women who want to buy my courses? Probably not. It will just bring me a random bunch of people who will make me feel really pleased with myself for a short while. But um, so you're really, what you're looking at is rewatch time. Are people watching your video more than once, that's the most important metric. That's what the algorithm is looking at. So even if 20 people have watched it, if they've watched it more than once, that says a lot more about your content and its value than gazillions of views because you did something funny or just something happened to pick up. And then um, saves and shares, a bit like Instagram, those are the metrics I'm really looking at and not even so much the likes. And then lastly, the really important thing I think on TikTok that people underestimate is the comments because there is a whole party going in on the comments. And I think that's different to other platforms. When you post on um, TikTok, I always say, be the first to comment on your own post, which feels creepy and weird if you're used to Instagram, but actually that's what people are doing. You're not posting and just abandoning your baby out to the algorithm. You kind of pull it back in with a comment and get those comments going because as people are reading your comments and as people are writing um, other comments, your video is ticking over. So you're actually growing in views while all of that is happening. And also you're learning about who's watching your videos and getting great content to make more videos. So for the people who are listening and are thinking, oh my God, I'm not going to be the first person to comment on my own video. What sort of things should they be commenting? Um, well, like they're not going to be there with their emoji going, great video. 
<laughs> if you, yeah, I wouldn't even use emojis. I mean, I do sometimes, but the longer that you write, the more your video is going to be ticking over, right? So clever. the higher your views are going to be. Clever isn't sneaky, but it's clever. But it's also useful. It's not just a sneaky trick. It's a useful thing to do. You could, say you were listing points, you could be sensible and make your comments a call to action. You could invite people to read point five or your best thought on this, or you could ask for their opinions, this or that, those kind of techniques that you might use on Instagram as well. Or you can just sort of put your own spin on what you've just said, say something a little bit more about it or ask a question. Nice. I love that. that. Good tip. Mm. Well, we can just wrap this up now. That is like <laughs> gold. I just want to go on TikTok now and go and make a TikTok. No, and no, let's on keep it. picking our brains and get even more. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of keeping up with TikTok, like I, it's such a, a fast changing platform. I think obviously it's still so new. It's very much in that infancy, isn't it? So obviously it's, you know, trying new things and new features, new functions. Uh, how, how, which camp are you in? Are you in the camp of... I'm going to go in there, I'm going to press the buttons, I'm going to figure out how to make this work. Or are you someone who waits for other people to press those buttons and then educate you on how, like, which camp are you in? Are you a button presser or a learner? Oh, I like to get there first. It's mm. really sad, but I'm like, right, I've seen it. I'm going to do it. I've noticed it. I'm going to be the first to talk about it. But there are, I mean, I, I would recommend following people in your niche who are doing that as well. There's lots of people who are on top of it, you know, and I think following people like Matt Navarra, who's always, every time I open his feed, it's like TikTok, 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 Yeah, TikTok, yeah, TikTok, there's a lot. Like, and also, I do think there's a really good relationship between LinkedIn and, and TikTok. You can post TikToks on LinkedIn. And there's a lot of information from TikTok agencies and TikTok itself on LinkedIn. So you, if you're just keeping up with that, you can jump on stuff quite quickly. Uh, but I do, as soon as I see something's changed, I'll try and make a video about it because I think you just want to keep optimizing what you do. And generally, if you're doing the new thing, your videos are going to hopefully get pushed out a little bit more. And I think you know, that is a good positioning exercise in itself for you, isn't it? It's not just a case of you're keeping on top of the changes for your own kind of that personal development to make sure, you know, what you're teaching people is up to date. But it's also like people will be following you now because they'll be like, well, hang on, let's go follow Penny because she's the one who's always really quick with those changes. And I think for anyone working in social media, if you can try to position yourself as somewhere to that people need to go to hang out to learn these new things, then that's a great, it's just a great positioning exercise for any of us. So it's it's great that you do that. Absolutely. And there's another really nice sort of way of making videos on TikTok, which is asking questions. So if you ask a question in the comments and you can do it on Instagram, but I don't see people doing it much, you can do a video reply to comments. So that's a fantastic way of answering people's questions. And I get quite a lot. It's, it's such an easy content to make because I'm just talking about things I know already. And that can really pad out your content, especially when you're thinking, I don't know what to post. Go and look in your comments, answer something with a video. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You can do that on any channel, really, can't you? Just to, not with a video. Um, I've got a question for you. So obviously our listeners are social media managers and they could use TikTok for their own business. Do you think it's not easy, but do you think there's a way that they can slide into a business and help them to be on TikTok without being the face of that business? Yeah, definitely. So um, I, <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest problem that social media managers have with businesses is trying to explain to them and show them how weird and abstract TikTok can be <laughs> and 
getting them to join in or because I think a social media manager needs to be trusted by the business to have a go because you need to test, you need to experiment with lots of different video types. But I would always recommend doing like three pinned videos of which the business owner should probably be in at least one of them, just saying, this is what we do. This is what we're here for. This is what the business is about. Um, But you can script that for someone and give it to them to do, and it can stay up there for a long time. The other thing I say is often um, you can do um, text to speech. So you can be the voice of the video and use that creepy TikToky voice, which is yeah. actually works really well. So there's ways of getting around it. You could do a voiceover on behalf of your business. If you're talking about a day or an event, you could be the voice. Um, and the other things that work well are just using a hand in a video, opening a door, um, just showing a body part. Keep it clean. Yeah, OnlyFans. Um, and... Um, also things like time lapses, you could just, you could get 10 videos that you keep in a folder on your phone of, you know, the, the business owner time lapsing, whatever they do, working at their desk. And you can use that content over and over those short videos. You can overlay it with testimonials. You can overlay it with um, a tip. You can overlay it with how to buy from us, whatever it is. You can be very, very repetitive. So you don't have to keep searching for new content. And I think that's Um, an art to be learned. The other thing that you need to do is show the business owner what's working on TikTok, you know, other sort of good brands that are similar to theirs. Show them some videos so they're sort of in for the wackiness because that will probably be where the success lies is doing something a bit off-piste and showing off something a bit different compared to other platforms. Yeah, I think like I've got a client who's on TikTok and I think the it took a long time to get them to even let me have a play on there. But as soon as I was able to show them what their competitors were doing, that was what made them go. That helps oh, a lot. Oh, they're yeah. on there. <laughs> I was like, yes, you know, this is my point. And this You've is got... what they're prepared to do. Yeah, yeah, well, so, is, yeah, yeah. So suddenly, like I haven't got any of their faces on there yet, but, you know, it's work in progress. But I think your point in about you don't need to have huge a huge wealth of video like I've got very very limited um video that works well on TikTok but I just keep you know I can speed it up I can cut them down I can twist them around I can put it with different music and you know add bits from one into the other like and actually when you start breaking them all up you end up essentially with too much like it can be overwhelming by how much you you can actually break down these little videos into into different clips so you know it's not if you're doing TikTok I guess it's not a case of just saying to a client well I'm going to need a new video from you at least you know twice a week or what have you because you don't you can just if you can think creatively and just you know learn how to chop things up yeah you can absolutely just have a client sit and talk for a minute and then you as a social media manager can just go in and do the jump cuts cut out all the ums cut out all the r's and that's that it providing the content is interesting that could do perfectly well yeah so then on the other hand what are the mistakes you see people making all the time on TikTok? I, I mean, I think a big mistake is not experimenting with a broad range of content because although it is just video, you can experiment with lengths. Um, videos over one minute are beginning to do really well. So that feels like quite a lot. Equally, if you're growing to 1K followers, it's more about um, asking for followers. So I think people forget to do the calls to actions because they're saying, right, do short snappy videos but you want to ask for followers, otherwise people aren't going to follow you. At mm. 1K followers on TikTok, you can go live and get your web link. So it's quite important. That's your primary objective. Ask for followers, 
good hooks. Everyone talks about hooks. Everyone knows about hooks. Not everyone always uses them. So do like, you know, intentionally do a bit of research. Use SEO. You can research that in TikTok, but it's really important now. Um, Get those keywords in. There's lots, you can put it virtually everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So we know what mistakes we need to avoid, but if there is one thing you recommend somebody goes on TikTok to do today, it's going to get them a quick win. What would that be? Just post something because... (laughs) It's not necessarily a quick win, but you've got to review and refine. You have to start posting and put yourself out there in order to know what your quick win is going to be. But I think that um, quick wins are found through research. If you go and search through TikTok and see what are other people doing in your niche, what keywords are they using? If a video has gone viral for a few people because of the subject matter, it will do well for you, even if you're new to TikTok. So have a look at how people are putting their videos together and learn from that. Yeah, that's such a good And I I want to ask you a question on on that um, topic. So Laura and I always say, don't just look in your niche. Um, Look at what people outside your niche are doing and how you can bring that into your niche. So you kind of stand out from your niche, right? Because otherwise you kind of get into this echo chamber of everyone in the niche looks exactly the same. So would you suggest that's a good thing to do on TikTok too? Yeah, so what I recommend doing is having your business account and your niche, but I would then have a second account that you use, one for spying on your own account to make sure it's looking nice or, if you know, like the buttons change and I'd want to see what that looks like. But secondly, to keep that, to not really engage with other accounts, not post, not stick lights on or anything, but just keep your content as broad as possible because the algorithm will then deliver you sort of the things that have trended the most the most viral videos and eventually it does sneak in with your interest because it knows when you're pausing on videos etc but I think that's a really good way of to see what other people are doing but also just follow some creators who aren't in your niche who are either really good at video making or they're funny or they've got great copy I think people underestimate the power of good copy like a good sentence on top of your video can save a fairly crap video you know because people are going to be reading just on that note like laura and i have discussed this in the past how important do you think humor is on tiktoks god well it's a lot isn't it so what i explain it like this i think you're putting joy at the top of your funnel, right? So it doesn't, you don't have to go for the belly aches. That might not suit you to be really funny, but smile, smiling, everyone can do that. Start there. Um, And I do think that TikTok is a very joining in platform with, you know, like the boats, you know, those effects, all the weird, crazy stuff that people do on TikTok. It is funny. And like, people want you to join in. It's a joining in kind of platform in terms of the trends. And I would definitely not exclude it. I think it's important. I think that you're, by showing off that side, just showing off personality, it doesn't have to be humour, but perhaps something a bit more lighthearted. You know, you're allowing people to know you and you're, by knowing you and liking you, that's just defining you as a brand to your competitors, right? So they're more likely to convert to your sales than the other guys because you've kind of related to them as if you were a friend yeah yeah and you don't have to be funny to be entertaining do you no. there's plenty of ways to be entertaining on there no and i just think i think that does it does make a it i know it makes as a consumer it makes a difference to me like i if people don't entertain me if it's all a bit you know monotone and dry then i i know i won't engage with that content and obviously we all know how sensitive the algorithm is you're probably not going to buy from them are you because you think i'd have to listen to that for a whole hour yeah, I'd like, I'd, 
I'd rather see someone smiling and like trying to find a, a more engaging way to yeah. work together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, one thing that I would like to know before we kind of round it up is if you were to start your business today, what would you do differently? Oh, blimey. So I think I would definitely um, niche a bit. So choose the thing I liked. I think um, that's a mistake I made with Instagram. I saw there were reels, there were this, you think you've got to do it all like the whole, you don't, you don't, you can be the expert in one part of that. And I think the same with TikTok. So I learned that. I think I would have um, not diluted myself because I think I set off very cautiously, just wondering, you know, trying to find my feet, which is probably absolutely normal. But um, I think I would have gone in as myself a little bit earlier and been more of a knob in the early days <laughs> because I think that would have... Strategic. Strategic knob, um, which has helped a lot. And I think I would have um, not been afraid of visibility sharing opinions. And I think another thing that I really see has been helpful to me is sharing not necessarily needing to be an expert in everything, but sharing the journey as I go. I think often that's a lot more engaging than knowing everything because you might just be experimenting a couple of steps ahead of other people. And I think that's more relatable than being the I know everything, come and listen. Yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. Well, we'll pop all your links in the show notes so people can come and, you know, take advantage of the entertainment that you provide on social media and do you want to just let our people know how they can kind of reach out if they're interested in your course or your accelerator that you mentioned yes so i do have um, a 12-week accelerator coming up um and that is for i know i'm really excited about it but it's just for that ongoing support um for businesses so if you really want to sort of do what i did which is have a really good crack at it and just start right that is a great place to start. Now, if you want to learn for yourself and you're already a bit ahead of the game, I've got my What the Top course that I do regularly. So you can find out about that in the show notes or in my link in bios. Um, anything else, do ask me questions on TikTok in the comments because I'd love to answer. Um, all of my DMs are open. So come and say hi and connect with me. Thanks so much, Penny. This has been so interesting. And as somebody who's not a massive fan of TikTok, I think I might be tempted to go and have a little bitches. Brilliant. Uh, thank you so much. I've loved talking to you today. Thank you.